Hi, you're about to listen to Inside of Four Walls with your host, James Madison. You can now follow us on Rumble under the name Outside Four Walls. Outside Four Walls is the brother channel to this podcast, where James Madison goes outside of his room, hence the name Inside Four Walls, where he records his podcast, to the outside world, hence the name Outside Four Walls. Man on the Street polls, random interviews, news coverage, and other events will be posted up there, along with clips that get deleted off YouTube. Our Gab and Parlor are no longer active for some unbeknown reason. Anyway, without any further ado, please enjoy the show. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They, so, did, not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So what is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comfortable. So the question now is, where do they go from here? That, the jury is still out. But the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. They're really showing them. Well, that quote is only two days old and it aged like fucking milk out on the sidewalk in Kansas August heat my goodness because we actually have footage that you can find on the outside four walls rumble account of exactly that a helicopter flying from the roof of the American Embassy just like we happened just like it happened to fucking have happened in Saigon wah wah fucking wah Let's get into today's episode. I'm your host, James Madison, the only ANCAP of this side of the Great Divide. And I'm happy you're here with me today as we go over Biden's biggest fucking failure to date. And let me just say, biggest failure so far. We have to keep it optimistic because we know he's going to fuck things up even harder. And let me tell you something. I hope this comforts you a little bit. Come close, friend. Come close. A little closer. I know the world 
is a very scary place. But it will get so much fucking worse. And why is it getting worse? It's not because the world is getting darker or harsher. No, 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 no. The veil that's been protecting you is starting to fucking lift. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. So, for some context, we'll get into it. Everything that's happening in Afghanistan and Sukkirk and all these other Middle Eastern shit heaps, you can blame exclusively on Joe Biden. The orange man himself, the previous guy, he, uh, he's gonna have us all pulled out of Afghanistan completely by May. Biden wanted to have the 20th anniversary special of 9-11, so he postponed it, pushed back the withdrawal date originally to September 11th of 2021. So you could have that, oh, on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, we bring our boys home. America needs her sons back. The thing is, after the last 30, 40 years of us being in the Middle East, the government that's there, we basically put in. And with one move, Biden delegitimized every bit of that you know, planted government we had in the Middle East. I guarantee you that with everything going on in the Middle East now, in the next day or so, you're going to see us send more... Oh, wait, what's that? Biden today has sent how many thousand troops back to the Middle East? I thought he was doing the withdrawal. Oh, he was doing the withdrawal. Oh. Well, wait, what happened? Oh. Oh, it got out of hand? The Taliban... The Taliban got mad, felt insulted. Oh no, I mean, I I know Trump had set up a, a deal with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the deal was, you know, we pull our troops out, you leave everybody else alone. And the Taliban actually agreed to that. Oh, well, apparently Joe Biden is already sending more troops back into the Middle East. Effective immediately. Let me give you a free pickup line, boys. Go up to a girl and be like, hey girl, I'm like the U.S. in the Middle East. I ain't never pulling out. That one's on the fucking house, quite frankly. Yep, that's right. Donald Trump, a guy who's been doing business in Asian countries for fucking ever, essentially. He knew how the policies work. He knows how those societies work. And he was able to negotiate a massive pullout deal. With the Taliban would have their bits of the land to themselves. In exchange, they leave everyone else alone, and we get our troops out of there. And the little caveat to that was, if they get out of hand, Trump will shove a mob up their ass, the same way he did with the ISIS compound. And with them seeing what happened to ISIS under Trump, they were like, yeah, you know what, that sounds like a deal. We get our little bit of land, we get to do whatever we want on our bit of land, we leave uh, Israel, Pakistan, Palestine, all that, all that shit, we leave all that alone deal but biden being the clown he was middle of august actually we are at the middle of august today aren't we uh don't have it on hand but i'm sure it'll come up in the articles i'm reading i believe it was like august 9th decided to do a mass pullout and you want to know what happened he left behind drones fighter jets tanks literal warehouses full of guns and the Taliban happened to find it. Who would have thought? And part of me thinks this was all on purpose, to be quite honest, because he wanted to deny Trump 
one of the most historic peace deals in the world's history, the Abraham Accords. All these Middle Eastern countries are at war with themselves and each other and us and the Taliban all agreed to a peace treaty drafted by Trump and put out by Jared fucking Kushner. But uh-oh, oh no. Let's get into the first article, shall we? This is from ABC News. Yes, boys. I'm using ABC News for this first article. U.S. President Joe Biden delays Afghanistan troop withdrawal to 9-11, defying deal Trump struck with the Taliban. Published Tuesday, the 13th of April. <laughs> Key points. Only an unspecified number of troops needed to guard the diplomats will remain in Afghanistan. They fled. In February 2020, the Trump administration struck a deal with the Taliban predicated on a complete withdrawal by May 2021. Key point three, Mr. Biden said it was technically difficult, it was technically difficult and tactically difficult to meet the deadline and said the U.S. would leave in a safe and orderly way. Yeah, about that. We now have footage. Again, you can find it on the Outside Four Walls YouTube channel. That video should be going up either tomorrow night or the day after tomorrow. I'm doing a lot of recon work collecting footage from Snapchats, Instagram stories, even a bit of a chick who had an OnlyFans account in the Middle East and the Taliban kicked down her door and killed her. Yeah, I'm going to have her footage too. And a big thanks to Poll. Half the footage I have, I would not have if it wasn't for the poll board on 4chan. You motherfuckers are the real MVPs of, of all my accounts. <laughs> Half the stories I get are inspired from what I read on those boards. So, big ups, Liquid Richard. Big ups. Uh, the decision defies a May 1st deadline for a full withdrawal under a peace agreement in the Trump... Um, um, uh, fuck. The decision defies a May 1st deadline for full withdrawal under a peace agreement the Trump administration reached with the Taliban last year. President Biden has been hinting for weeks he would let the deadline lapse as it became clear an orderly withdrawal of the remaining 2,500 troops would be difficult. Actually, it wouldn't have. It would not have been difficult. You exclusively wanted... That big patriotic twenty like that twentieth anniversary withdrawal from the troops, you can get your ratings up from this slump they're in, and guess what? Afghanistan has fallen. The US Embassy has these fucking shitskins partying in it. And I mean partying hard. The Taliban's dancing in there, they're making TikToks in there, kicking their feet up on the desk, drinking and smoking cigars in the embassy. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, we also have footage of fuck some two three thousand people rushing an airport where two big ass aircraft planes are waiting for them and these two to three thousand people are translators embassy workers american soldiers pretty much anyone from the middle east or from america that's in the middle east that had anything to do with fighting isis or the taliban trying to escape and most of them did not make it out of there most of them will be hunted down and fucking killed and you're going to see an increase in human trafficking, 
rape, Sharia law, and all that nonsense returning to the base of the Middle East will go back to being how it was in the 80s before we stuck our dick in there. And I'm not that bothered by it. We should never have been there to begin with. America is not the world's police. We have no business going to these other countries trying to bring democracy into it. Now, with 9-11, we should have gone over, killed the dude, got it, came back. But the problem with that is the same guy George W. Bush was going after with Osama bin Laden is the exact same guy his old man was training. Yeah, we created ISIS. Why? Well, let me go back a little bit. We created the Taliban because we trained these... Uh, uh, what's the fucking term? We, we we basically trained the resistance to try and overthrow Muammar Gaddafi and these other Middle Eastern dictators. And then with all the training the CIA gave them, they organized shit like 9-11, other various t- terrorist strikes that affected and killed many Americans. And turned on the U.S. troops and the Middle East started killing them as well. Why? Because they're like, what do we have the training we need? We can just make take over and make this country our own countries. Yay! And they did exactly that. And then when Obama was like, oh, I'm going to pull all the troops out at night in one in one or one day or two, maybe even three days tops, I'll have all the troops back home. With the power vacuum we left there, ISIS formed and grew. And then you had legit ISIS attacks in and on American soil. And then Trump shoved a mob squarely up the ass of ISIS and blew them apart, painting the desert with their fucking shitskin guts. We should never have been in the Middle East. We never win these wars. We never do. We went to Vietnam with the idea we're going to stop communism and we got our asses handed to us by a bunch of fucking tree dwellers. Dudes in straw hats and underground bunkers whooped our asses with guerrilla warfare. And you know what? Being in the Middle East for damn near 40 years, at this point, we should have just annexed them and made them a state. But we're not going to do that. Why? Because it's easier to have a war. It's more profitable. The military-industrial complex makes money off of that shit. Everything Everything Ron Paul and Ross Perot warns about is why we're still over there. Sucks, but that's how it fucking is. Anyway, back to the article. A senior administration official said troops would begin leaving on May 1st with all forces, bar an unspecified number needed to guard diplomats to return home on or before the U.S. September deadline. <laughs> Mr. Bard, Mr. Mr. Bard, Mr. Biden chose choice of the 9-11 date under, uh, underscores the reason that American troops were sent to Afghanistan to prevent extremist groups like Al-Qaeda from establishing a foothold again that could be used to launch attacks against the U.S. Oh, man, you're totally going to see this, by the way. The president decided the deadline for withdrawals of the U.S. forces should be an absolute rather than a provisional on the conditions in inside Afghanistan as the deadline neared. The senior administration official said, he said Mr. Biden concluded my, concluded any conditions without, I am really fucking this up, my bad. He said Mr. Biden concluded any conditional withdrawals would be a recipe for staying in Afghanistan forever. 
we're committed, we're committing today to going to zero, the official said. And delay may lead to increased attacks. Mr. Biden's decision risked retaliation by the Taliban on the U.S. and Afghanistan forces, possibly escalating the near 20-year war. It will also reignite provisional and political divisions over the Americans' involvement in what many have called the endless war. An intelligence community report issued on Tuesday about the global challenges for the next year said prospects for a peaceful deal in Afghanistan were low and warned the Taliban is likely to make gains on the battlefield. If the coalition withdraws support, the report says the Afghanistan government will struggle to control the Taliban. It's actually destroyed now. The government officials fled, and their offices too are having a big party thrown in them. Again, this footage will be on the outside four walls rumble account. In February 2020, agreement with the administration of former President Donald Trump, the Taliban agreed to halt attacks and hold peace talks with the Afghan government in exchange for a U.S. commitment to a complete withdrawal by May 2021. Over the past year, the U.S. military commanders and defense officials have said the attacks on the U.S. troops have largely paused. Jeez, it's almost like you had a president with a fucking backbone and people were actually kind of terrified of him. <clears throat> attacks on the U.S. troops have largely been paused. But they say the Taliban have increased attacks on Afghanistan in recent years. Nope, sorry, recent days. Commanders have argued the Taliban has failed to meet the conditions of the peace agreement by continuing attacks on the Afghan Afghans and failing to totally cut ties with Al-Qaeda and other extremist groups. Yeah, probably be cut. Huh. Yeah, probably because we didn't uphold our end of the bargain. They see that, and they're looking around like, hey, doesn't that kind of make you angry that the U.S. lied to us, and now this new president's not upholding his end of the deal? Yeah, that does make me quite mad. How about you pop your dick out of that gut, and we go do something about it? And they're doing something about it. When Mr. Biden entered the White House in January, he was nearly, he was keenly aware of the looming deadline and had time to meet it. And had time to meet it if he had chosen to do so. He began reviews of, Febu of the February 2020 agreement shortly after taking office and has been consulted at length with his defense and military advisors as well as allies. Yeah, like that woke bitch, fucking uh, Millie, whatever his name is. Mark Millie, that little fat fag. Yeah, I'll bet. In recent weeks, it became increasingly clear that he was leaning towards defying the deadline. Quote, it's uh listen listen Jack it's um it's 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 gonna be a oh, it's gonna be hard to meet the May first deadline Mr Biden said in late March just just uh just just terms of tactical reasons it's hard to make flapjacks with with a grill on on a snowy day um it's it's um just just in terms of tactical reasons it's it, it's hard to get these troops out and if we leave the bowling alley. We won't be able to get Starbucks. Uh, my 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 Joe Biden is becoming Bill Clinton at, a, at an alarmingly fast rate. Yeah, I'll do I'll do a Joe Biden impression. 
There you go, that's Biden's impression. And if we leave, we're going to do so in a safe and orderly way. <laughs> and that's the first article I'm going to read for context. But isn't it just so fucking fascinating that everyone said, oh, Trump's going to get us into a war. Trump's a warmonger, man. He's, he's going to get us into so many wars. Meanwhile, this dude actually was on the cusp of ending the forever war. And not just there. He had peace deals, started negotiations with peace deals in Africa and other warring countries over there. Like, New Delhi was coming to the table in negotiation, negotiating peace deals. Yet, Biden, the the peacemaker Joe Biden, as he was called, is fucking everything up. I don't mean just everything. I mean, when it comes to the peace deals and the withdrawals, he's fucked all of that up. Now, let's talk about the helicopters leaving the rooftops. The thing that Joe Biden, the clip just before, said, Oh, you won't see helicopters fleeing U.S. embassies. What happened in Saigon will never happen in Afghanistan. I'm, my Joe Biden sounds a lot like Bill Clinton. I don't know how to fix that. Anyway, Taliban orders fighters into cabal as U.S. evacuates the embassy. Written by Luke Harding and Patrick Wintour. Wintour is coming, my friends. The Taliban are on the brink of taking full control of the Afghanistan... When was this written? Oop, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oop, oop, oh my god, there's so much to read through. What have I got myself into? Okay. This was published Sunday, the 15th of August, so yesterday. I believe they've taken the entire land of Afghanistan. The Taliban are on the brink of taking full control of the Afghan capital. They actually have. Cabal, uh, Afghan capital, Cabal, after... Their fighters were ordered on Sunday afternoon to enter the city, and the U.S. sent helicopters to evacuate diplomats from its embassy, like it did in Saigon. There's actually a great meme where it's Pam from the office, and it shows Saigon, and it shows what's going on in Cabal, and it goes, corporate wants you to find the difference in these two pictures, just because they're going, they're the same picture. And they are, really. In deeply, in a deeply humiliating scene for the Biden administration, yeah, no shit. And just do you know, while all this was going on, our dimension-chief butt-fucking-moron was in Delaware on a two-week planned vacation. What a retard. But hey, apparently more votes than Barack Obama went for him, right? Right. In a deeply humiliating scene for not just Biden, but this entire fucking country, I want to add. Embassy personnel were ferried from the compound to a nearby airport by military helicopter. Diplomatic armored SUVs were also seen leaving. The exodus began early Sunday after the insurgents captured the eastern city of Jalalalabad. J-A-L-A-L-A-L-A-B-A-D. Jalalalabad. Jalalabad? Whatever. Wisp of smoke from the embassy roof were visible across the city. Residents said as diplomats urgently destroyed sensitive documents at the airport. Contractors, diplomats, and civilians eligible to fly, fly out were given special, brace, special bracelets, the New York Times reported. Ooh. Open a new tab. Because I'm going to be checking that out. I feel that article is going to be crucial to what's going on here. 
Oh, yep. Oh, god damn it. Always have technical difficulties. Hold on. I'm having some technical issues on my end. Uh... Sorry about that. Okay, visible across the city, residents said, as diplomats urgently destroyed sensitive documents at the documents at the airport. Contractors, diplomats, and civilians eligible to fly were given special bracelets. The New York Times reported. British embassy staff were also scrambled to leave the country, including the ambassador. The U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, the fool himself, said the U.S. was moving its embassy compound to the airport. I <laughs> uh, hope that works out for you, dumbass. As events unfolded, the dizzying speed of Af Afghan Afghanistan's pro-Western president, Asafar Ghani, fled to neighboring Tajikistan. According to multiple reports, diplomatic sources said he had resigned his office and said it could not be and could not be commented on his movements for security reasons. Within hours of his departure, the Taliban officials said their fighters had been instructed to go into the city center in order to quote maintain law and order. Yeah, maintain Sharia law and order. The insurgents would not enter civilian homes or harass residents, a statement declared, with negotiations over the transition of power taking place in Doha, D-O-H-A. There was speculation that the Taliban leaders, Bulha Adol Ghani Baratar, I'm not pronouncing any of these names right, but whatever, would become the country's new president, possibly by Sunday evening. Now, that's a real insurrection, right? That's what an insurrection looks like. What happened on January 6th with a tour gone, gone astray? That's a real insurrection right there. Or as Chuck Schumer would say, a real, a real erection. The U.S. was seeking agreements from the Taliban on peaceful transitions of power, which means, yeah, we surrender, you won, how do you want to take over? You are now in... Look at me. Look at me. I am the president now. The U.S. was seeking agreements for the Taliban on a peaceful transition of power, as well as assurances on refugees, and that a new government would not impose Sharia law. But, will though. Diplomats said Washington's ability to influence events is, however, severely limited. You mean non-existent at this point. Non-existent at this point. Pakistan and Iran are the main external players. The Taliban's stunning, stunning 11 day of offense, offensive across Afghanistan appears to be entering its final stages, its final diplomatic fa uh, phase. Its fighters have captured a string of provincial, uh, pivotal, pin, uh, pivotal whatever, capitals, on Sunday, they took a position on the outskirts of Cabal, and <clears throat> at a certain point, reading these articles just become soups to my eyes, Cabal, and the districts of Kulaklan, and Kwarabakh, and Pagman, 
Taliban leaders said they had no plans to seize the capital by force. Instead, by lunchtime, a small group of fighters entered the city from two directions, one column apparently unarmed and holding white Taliban flags, was spotted marching towards the presidential palace. We have a tweet here from Jane Ferguson at Jane Ferguson 5. Group of men chanting and carrying Taliban flags. Just managed to film the end of it here. Just past our hotel on road to the presidential palace. From the distance, they appear to be unarmed. Oh, yeah. That's a small group. That doesn't look like a small group. Yeah. That's not a small group. That is legit like me. Fucking 80 people. Can I save this video? No, I cannot. Damn it. Oh, well. Other fires broke out prisoners from the Pol-i-Chorika, Afghanistan's biggest military-ran detention facility. That should give you some idea what you're dealing with here. The largest, most secure prison in Afghanistan had people released from it. Afghan's biggest military-run detention facility. Video shows them streaming out with their possessions. By Sunday afternoon, the fall of Cabal and its western-backed government seems a more, more f mere formality just a few hours away. Yeah, it, it happened since then. I've seen the footage. The outgoing Afghanistan government led by Ghani appears, appears to have recognized this rapid unfolding reality. The acting interior administrator, Abdul Sattar Mirazakwal, said in a tweet, why do you all use Twitter, that a peaceful transition to Taliban rule was underway. We capitulated and surrender. Please don't rape our girls or women, is what all this comes down to. Cabal would not be attacked, he said, despite sporadic gunfire. Yeah, mostly peaceful insurrection here. The insurgents appeared to have met little or no resistance. Their coordinated entry into Cabal follows the capture on Sunday of Mazari Sharif, Afghanistan's fourth biggest city, and the last major government stronghold in the north. Yeah, the picture here of a woman getting smashed in the face with uh, Taliban flags, or as Trump, as Biden calls them, the Taliban. Even Bush got right, the Taliban. Cabal Airport is now the only exit point under government control after the fall of Jullabad in the east. The Taliban also advanced to nearby. Uh, Tokerham border crossing, which Pakistan has shut. The Taliban spokesperson, spokesman said on Sunday that the group did not intend to take any reprisals against, Afghan, Af, against Afghans living in Kabul who had worked with the U.S. or who had served the Afghan military. Yeah, that's a fucking lie, by the way. Zulabali Mahajid tweeted, even terrorists use Twitter, quote, We don't want a single innocent Afghan civilian to be injured or killed as we take charge. 
he added. However, we have not declared a ceasefire. Uh-huh. And that's where the that's where the truth comes out and all the lies. You will see people get killed. The exact people they just said they they don't want to see killed, they want to kill. This is the fucking Taliban and Al Qaeda we're talking about here. I don't know what you expect. The likely imminent fall of Cabal amounts to a disastrous moment for Western policy. Two decades in the making, an international coalition led by Washington and London, triumphantly pushed out by the Taliban, seemingly con- uh, consigning their capitulate in history. The country is set to revert to hardline Islamist rule. And the gains made in the realm of women and girls' education are set to disappear overnight. Yeah, one picture I have is uh, they had all these, like, I don't know, they were, like, essentially old Navy-looking posters all over the store's wall. Multiple Taliban guys are just sitting there painting them over. Painting over all the women and writing, like, Sharia law shit on top of the windows. Said to disappear overnight, photos from Cabal showed workmen erasing photos in shop windows of women in wedding dresses. Oh, there we go. And despite the conciliatory tone of recent Taliban messages, messaging, reprisals in Cabal seem likely. Yeah, no shit. The mood on the streets was one of fear, the residents said. Shops remain closed and citizens try to withdraw their savings from banks. People displaced from other parts of the country as the Taliban advanced are camped out in parks and public spaces. Huddled up in tents. This is from Liz Shai, random fuck who's uh, verified on Twitter. U.S. helicopters seen this morning at U.S. Embassy in Cabal. It seems to be evacuating. It seems like the evacuation is underway. Yeah, you see smoke pouring out of a building and a military helicopter landing on a roof. And this was from yesterday. The rapid collapse of the pro-Western government followed Joe Biden's decision in May to pull out U.S. troops. The speed of the Taliban's advance, however, and the utter capitulation of the Af- uh, of the Afghan military appears to have taken Washington by surprise. A U.S. intelligence a U.S. intelligence estimate just last week showed Cabal could hold out for at least three months. Yeah, they're not, and no, it didn't. You fucking liars. Could hold out for three months. Instead, diplomatic personnel were dashing to the airport on Sunday, where they set up a temporary embassy base. NATO officials said the EU staff had also relocated their relate relate uh, relocated to a safer, undisclosed location in the capital. So you're still there somewhere, and you don't think they're gonna find you? That's cute. Biden has authorized the deployment of 5,000 troops to help evacuate citizens and ensure an orderly and safe drawdown of military personnel. The U.S. defense officials said that including 1,000 newly approved troops from the 82nd Airborne Division, the Taliban captured the eastern city of Jalabad without a fight earlier on Sunday giving them control of one of the main highways into landlocked Afghanistan, quote, quote, 
there are no clashes taking place right now in Jalabad because the government has surrendered to the Taliban. A Jalabad-based Afghanistan official told Reuters, quote, Allowing passengers to the Taliban was the only way to save civ civilian lives. The video, a video clip, uh, God damn it, I'm really throwing my words today. A video clip distributed by the Taliban showed people cheering and shouting, Alu Akbar, or God is Greatest, as a convoy of pickup trucks, most likely Toyotas, by the way, entered the city with fighters brandishing machine guns and the white Taliban flag. The insurgents entered Marzia i Sharif virtually unopposed, and security forces escaped up the highway to. Uzbekistan, about 50 miles or 80 kilometers to the north. Provisional offices said unverified video on social media shows, Afghan, shows the Afghan army vehicles with men in uniforms crow, uh, crowding, iron, crowding the iron badge between the Afghanistan town and of, and of Haryatin and Uzbekistan. Because a few months, the Taliban have taken over large parts of the country. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um, there's a visual here, and it shows May f on the 11th of May, these few little scattered bits of dark yellow, which are the Taliban, and light yellow is coexisted, right? Now, it's very light. Now, 15th of August, which is just yesterday... I'm gonna say 95% dark yellow, and the hair, uh, Herat, Fahara, Leshgarga, uh, Kandashar, Gahazano, Kunduz, Fiezabad, and Polikomari are all captured. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nine out of ten capitals have been captured by the Taliban. Yay, Biden. Fucking killing it, man. Two influential militia leaders supporting the government, Atta Mohammed Noor and the veteran warlord Abdul Rashid Dastman, also fled. Nor said on social media that the Taliban had been handed control of Balaka province, where Mazariya Sharif is located. As a result of a conspiracy, the Taliban said in a statement late on Sunday, sorry, late on Saturday, that its rapid gains showed they were popular and accepted by the Afghan people. No, they probably just remember the fucking wave of beheadings that happened in your wake last time. And everything that happened throughout the entire Bush and Obama administration. Now they're like, yeah, it's easier just to surrender. Rapid gains showed they were popular and accepted by the Afghan people. And reassured both Afghans and foreigners that they would be safe. The Islamic Emirates as the Taliban calls themselves, quote, will, as always, protect their life, property, 
and Hanor and create a peaceful and secure environment for its beloved nation, they said, adding that diplomats and aid workers would face no reprisals, which is an absolute boldface, but fucking lie. Now, I'm going to play you a 3 minute and 20 second video. I fucking get some popcorn and enjoy. The Kabul airport is the only safe way out of Afghanistan. And today, there was nearly a run on it. Afghans who could get visas rushed to foreign countries. For the United States, the airport is the staging ground to evacuate U.S. Embassy personnel. Helicopters and airplanes circled over Kabul, shuttling between the embassy, where sensitive documents were burned, and the airport, as the Taliban closed in. The militants had already taken every city except Kabul, mostly without fighting. U.S. trained and equipped Afghan soldiers just melted away. By early afternoon, the Taliban's advance got even stronger. They broke into Kabul's main jail, freed thousands of prisoners, and instantly added them to their ranks. Afghans saw what was coming. The American evacuation does not apply to the vast majority of Afghan citizens. I went to an office in a shopping mall packed with Afghans struggling to fill out the State Department's webpage for visa requests. Most people here worked for the U.S. military in minor roles, like cooks, cleaners, and guards. Afghans swarmed around me, thinking that, as an American, perhaps I could help. They showed me documents proving their employment history. So everyone showed up with their ID cards, pictures of their phone, other IDs, recommendation letters, employment contracts, and they're hoping that all this paperwork will be enough to get them a visa immediately so they can get out of this country. Others came here because they're terrified of the Taliban and didn't know where else to go. She doesn't have any connection to the U.S. She's just here out of desperation. She's saying, please, do something. Take my son. They were right to be worried. By late afternoon, the Taliban made a brief incursion into Kabul, probing. They met no resistance. Kabul would be a walkover. Just hours later, seeing the writing on the wall and likely saving his life, President Ashraf Ghani escaped the country. It was... What a fucking pussy. Haven't you ever heard the expression, a captain goes down with his ship, you fucking coward? Whatever. Yeah, save your life, but fuck everyone else you're supposed to be taking care of. You know, as president, you are supposed to care about your fellow countrymen and protect them. You feckless fucking coward with your dick tucked between your legs. I hope they find you. Game over. safer location, we hope we have safer location. Already we've seen some gunmen who look like Taliban on the streets, and all of the government checkpoints, all the police, all the soldiers, they're gone. It was done. After 20 years, the Taliban took Kabul and Afghanistan almost effortlessly. By nightfall, the Taliban seized the presidential palace. Al Jazeera broadcast pictures of them inside Afghanistan's equivalent of the Oval Office while the United States scrambled to evacuate an inglorious end to a 20-year war. The evacuation of Americans is continuing tonight, but it has been interrupted by sporadic gunfire, the embassy telling Americans to shelter in place. So it seems the Taliban do want the U.S. to withdraw under fire. Thanks for watching. That is from the NBC News YouTube channel, published five hours ago.
So as you can clearly see, uh, everything is going swimmingly under President fucking Joe goddamn retarded ass Biden. If you don't know what the R stood for in Joseph R. Biden, it stands for fucking retarded. And everything goes along with that. Now, if you want my humble conspiracy theory, this was all on purpose. Trump was going to end the forever wars and bring us back home, and the swamp did not like that. Why? Because the swamp loves the resources in the Middle East. They love it. They also love endlessly supplying weapons to U.S. troops and the other side as much as fucking possible. It's the same reason you saw Biden agree to give weapons to both Palestine and Israel. Let the nation destroy itself so a bunch of shitskins can run it all over and drive out hardworking folks. And when there's nothing but shitskin terrorists left, you can go in and wipe them all the fuck out. Leaving you a country that's ripe for the fucking picking. Trump was going to end all that and permanently pull us out because we shouldn't be there. We have no business in any of these other countries acting like we're the fucking world goddamn police. And quite frankly, I kind of crave the America, at least the way we were in the 1940s. You know, right after World War II when we became very insular and sort of just kept to ourselves and did our own thing, provided for our own selves and didn't really deal with outside countries. And that's the way it should be. If we get involved, it should be only to protect ourselves. 9-11 should have been the only time we went in the Middle East just to get revenge and knock off the motherfucker who took down our towers and killed thousands and thousands of innocent people. But no, we had already been there and we just gave, used it as an excuse to stick around even longer. And then when ISIS was formed, we used it as an excuse to go back. Biden is part of the swamp. He's part of the problem. And you're going to see everything come back. You're going to see human trafficking go up. Child slavery and child sexual assaults and child trafficking are going to go through the roof. You're going to see beheading videos all over Live Leak again. You're going to see exactly what was going on in 2012 repeat itself. And you can entirely thank Joseph Robinette Biden for everything you were about to see go on behind the scenes. And it's all on purpose. Because the industrial military complex needs money. And with that, they need war to make the money. Because they need someone to buy the fucking guns. If America's not at war with somebody, America doesn't need to buy and supply guns. And mind you, we usually when it comes to a terrorist group or fighting, we also supply them. Now, I want to read you perhaps the last article of this episode. But I can already tell you I'm going to be revisiting this subject a lot over the next coming months. If not, over the next few years. Because this is not a problem that's going to solve itself, and certainly will not be solved under this administration in any effective manner. From Yahoo News. Weapon seizures. Massive boom for Taliban as cities crumble. By David Fox. Jack Moore. Written in Hong Kong. So I'm sure they're trustworthy. That's a good coffee. I feel like it's sort of a no-shit statement to say. They've completely taken over countries that America spent 20 years beefing up, and now with that, they have full access to everything in those countries. And again, you will find a full video with all this footage and clips on the outside Four Walls Rumble account. The United and this is into the article. The United States spent billions supplying the Afghan military with tools to defeat the Taliban, but rapid capture... Fucking Papa Bats. Hold on.
but with rapid capitulation of the armed forces means the weaponry is now fueling the insurgents astonishing battlefield successes quote we provided our afghan partners with all the tools let me emphasize all the tools u.s president joe biden said when defending his decision to withdraw american forces and leave and leave the fight to the locals yeah we would have already been out there and you now I'm not saying you wouldn't have seen the Taliban go back on the peace deals, but at least with Trump they had some reason to not go back on the peace deals immediately. They would have stayed in their little fucking caves, had their little parties, and raped their little women and had their good little fucking time. But but I'm sure if Trump got elected for another four years, they wouldn't have done shit. And then they would have waited to see who got elected next and seen how they operated. But they literally just were like, Trump's in office, don't do anything. Don't do anything, because if we do anything, he's going to fuck us up, man. We saw what he, what he did to ISIS. As soon as Biden got in, they were like, and go. Go, 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 go. U.S. President Joe Biden said when defending his decision to withdraw American forces and leave the fight to the locals. Yeah, we would have already been out there May 1st, by sometime in May 2020. And mind you, Trump's a guy with a history of doing this, right? Like, he pulled he pulled some few hundred thousand troops out of Germany, and most of America had no idea that we had troops in Germany. Why do we have troops in Germany? What fucking purpose does that serve? But Afghan defenses, Afghan defense forces have shown little appetite for that fight, and in their tens of thousands have been laying down their arms, only for the Taliban to immediately pick them right up. The Taliban social media is awash with videos of the Taliban fighters seizing weapons, weapon caches, the majority supplied by Western powers. Footage of Afghan soldiers surrendering in the northern city of Kunduz, Kunduz, Kunduz shows army vehicles loaded with heavy weaponries and mounted with artillery guns safely in the hands of the insurgents' rank and file. In western cities of... Farah fighters patrolled in cars marked with an eagle swooping on a snake. The official insignia of the country's intelligence service. While the U.S. forces took the, quote, sophisticated equipment with them, they withdrew the Taliban blitz and what had, bleh, fuck, sorry. While the U.S. forces took the sophisticated equipment with them, when they withdrew, the Taliban blitzed, has handed the group vehicles, Humvees, small arms, and light weapons, as well as ammunition. Justine uh, Flischner of Weapons Tracking Group Conflict Armament Research told AFP, Massive Boon, experts say such halls of top of unacknowledged support from regional allies such as Pakistan has given the Taliban massive boosts. The weapons will will not only help the Taliban march through march on Kabul, which has already fallen, mind you this is a slightly older article, but strengthens its authority. In the cities it has captured, said Raffaello Panatucci, senior fellow at the S 
Ranjaharmatan School of International Studies. With U.S. troops all but gone, the Taliban now find themselves flush with American supplies, tools, without having to raise a single penny. Quote, it is incredibly serious. It is clearly going to be a massive boom, boon to them, he said. Some of that weaponry is now, is now being brazenly paraded ahead of the U.S. troops. 9-11 withdrawal deadline by insurgents who have maintained ties with al-Qaeda and the group behind the 2001 terror attacks. Yeah, but it was so important for Joe Biden to get that fucking uh, anniversary withdrawal, wasn't it? The same withdrawal he went back on his own withdrawal on and started pulling troops out a little bit early. But by this point, he's already gone back and broken the promise made by Trump. See, this is why a lot of countries hate the U.S., because they have no certainty that they'll have the same leader in another eight years. Or another four years, I should say. So that's why a lot of countries were hesitant to make deals, but they saw how popular Trump was, and they're like, alright, we'll strike some deals with this guy. And then when the clown world shit that happened in 2020's elections, which I actually have another story to go into about that. A guy is coming forward saying that it, Trump intentionally let the shit get stolen, just so everything would go really wrong on purpose. Which, I don't know how much of that is true, but if it's true, man, it's some evil 4D chess move on his piece. Ah, oh, man. I just want to take a brief pause here and just compliment Chock Full of Nuts Coffee and to great value uh, chocolate creamer. Mmm. Mmm. Ah, oh, it's so good. Washington had prepared for the Taliban to claim its weapons, but the rapid fall of cities was the most dire scenario. Jas Jason Amire, who led the U.S. Special Forces in overthrowing of the Taliban in 2001, told a AFP, quote, The U.S. equipped the ANA with the with the." Yep, assumption that weapons and materials might fall into Taliban hands, he said, referring to the Afghan National Army. Quote, the current crisis was a worst-case scenario considered when making the procurement's decisions. Oops. Well, I had to tell you, maybe you shouldn't have gambled that, you little bitch. At Kunduz Airport, a Taliban fighter on a red motorbike, head-to-toe in, in insurgent dress, was filmed uh, staring at a military helicopter sitting on the tarmac. It is a picture of jubilation mirrored across the insurrection-held territory. Insurgent-held territory. While the group will continue to show off these big prizes, the aircraft is at least at least will have no impact on the battlefield without pilots. Quote, they will, be, they will be for propaganda purposes only, a former CIA counterterrorist analysis, Aki Purowitz, told APF, or AFP, sorry. More useful will be the light arms and vehicles used to navigate the country's rugged terrain. Coupled with the army's dwindling morale. They will boost the threat that, that the Taliban pose to the Western blockade government, or the Western-backed government, my bad. 
As the crisis unfolds, Biden's administration says it will still equip the Afghan military. <laughs> because you fight fire with gasoline, don't you know? Will still equip the Afghan military that appears on the verge of collapse. Yeah, because they totally will not collapse in and get their hands on those weapons as well. Hey, why don't you throw in a couple A-12s too? You know, those fully automatic shotguns that fire everything. How about some Chicago typewriters in that bitch, too? Uh, how about you throw in some uh, nuke-equipped drones? I don't see that backfiring on you, you little bitch. Observers of the Middle East have seen this transfer of arms play out before. Yeah, no shit. After the U.S. withdrawals from Iraq, the Islamic State, the IS, group, is overran the Iraqi city of Mosul in mid-2014, seizing the U.S.-supplied guns and Humvees. The jihadists used their gains to build an Iraqi, an Iraqi Syrian uh, caspate the size of Belgium. Belgium is not small, by the way. Belgium is like, geez, just a little smaller than Germany as a whole. Like the IS fighters in Moscow, Joyas and Taliban recruitments are now posing for photographs with the enemy with enemy, uh, enemy munitions in the newly won cities in all corners of the country. Quote, this retreat is turning into a, into a rout, Puris said. Oh man, this story completely went on my radar. It was in the suggested columns, and it is only about two hours old. By Matt Lewis, Joe Biden's surrender is an ugly, needless disaster. His election was an ugly, needless disaster as well. And again, this is by... Man, they got... Their picture of Joe Biden is an absolute lost buffoon. Is the Yahoo News based slightly? Like, secretly based? Because they chose a really bad picture of him. Anyway, by Matt Lewis... With the Taliban retaken Afghanistan amid a frenzied U.S. exit, I am reminded that Robert Glass, Barack Obama's defense secretary, famously said that Joe Biden has been, quote, been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades, end quote. And that isn't an exaggeration. Biden opposed the Persian Gulf War, later reversed his decision and saying that George H.W. Bush should have gone all the way to Baghdad and supported the Iraq war before opposing the surge in Iraq, not to mention infamously wanting to... wanting to... Mm, mention, hold on. Not to mention famously wanting to partisan Iraq into these three countries. As vice president, he opposed the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. This brings us to Afghanistan. As recently as a month ago, Biden denied the, ta denied the Taliban takeover was inevitable. Everyone knew that that was wrong. Everyone except Biden. I suppose, based on the horrible track record, we can assume he was being sincere. If he wasn't, he would have... Dan he would have demanded a more responsible exit plan before proceeding. Afghan soldier, Afghan soldiers as Kabul crumbles under Taliban 
is the most ridiculous moment of my life. That quote has no one attributed to it, by the way. Biden inherited an Afghanistan where Americans were suffering few casualties and where a small residual force was seemingly maintained, maintaining some semblance of order, not to mention preventing the country from once again being used as a staging ground for international terrorists to launch attacks against the U.S. With his what-could-go-wrong withdrawal, that's what they're calling it, with the uh, what-could-go-wrong withdrawal, he has managed to turn it into a tr- into the tragic debacle that is happening right now in front of our eyes. To be sure, Biden didn't do it alone. His predecessor, Donald Trump, deserves as much of the blame. Bullshit. This motherfucker had peace. To- now, again, I want to reiterate this point I made earlier. Just because the Taliban had agreed to play ball with Trump and not go to war and overtake Afghanistan doesn't mean they wouldn't have as soon as his hypothetical next four years, his second term would have been over. They most likely still would have. But I am flabbergasted by that statement from Yahoo News. And I withdraw my other secretly based question from earlier. Deserves as much of the blame. Biden claims that by withdrawing forces, he is honoring his predecessor's commitment. No, he's not. Trump said, we'll be gone. We will be gone by March. Here we are in August, and we're still not out because Biden wanted that September 11th anniversary withdrawal. I don't... I am calling bullshit on this part of the article, Yahoo. Didn't adhere to Trump's May 1st... Yeah, no shit. But he has reversed a lot. He has reversed lots of Trump's policies that didn't adhere to Trump's May 1st deadline for the withdrawal and could have easily cited examples of the Taliban not not living up to their size of the agreement as reason enough to scuttle the deal. The point is that Biden was not locked in to the following was not locked into following through with Trump's unwise America first policy? Yahoo, what the fuck? As much as Trump deserves the blame for this situation and so much more, the fall of Afghanistan is happening under Biden's watch. What blame does Trump have for this? Trump destroyed ISIS killed the head of Al-Qaeda, and drove, ta- drove the Taliban into these little fucking caves all over the Middle East where they were too afraid to stick their heads out like a turtle surrounded by hungry-ass vultures. What are you talking about? Yahoo, you're tripping. And as I said before, there's no certainty that the Taliban wouldn't have struck uh, and wouldn't have broken their promise, but they wouldn't have broken it under a Trump second term because they knew what the consequences of breaking promises of Trump would be. Now, Biden's the one breaking promises, leaving them feeling chafed, and they're out doing this. And, you know, other than saying this is also Trump's fault, you would better start listing some things. You said that bullshit phrase a couple times, Yahoo. You better give me some actual examples of where Trump receives any blame for this right now. There had at least one example, and it better be good, because I'm not seeing it, and if you don't have it, you're just orange man bash, just an orange man bash, because you don't want to put all the blame on the retarded fuck in the Oval Office right now. And by the way, let's be honest, 
Susan Rice is calling the shots. Why? Because she's in charge of the treasury. He controls the money, controls the asterisk, asterisk president. Happening on Biden's watch. This is his... His rodeo? This is, if not his Vietnam, his fall of Saigon. Now, Biden is rushing troops back into Afghanistan to try and end, or at least mitigate, the optics of a desperate evacuation that leaves translators and other allies and Afghanistans and Afghans who'd depend on the U.S. behind. Yeah, no shit. But it's already terribly late. As the civilians waiting for f waiting for flights that may never come can vouch. Some people believe that Biden's real problem was his execution. For example, for example, why would he refuse to leave a residual force behind? And why would he time his withdrawals for the summer fighting season? With more, uh, with more prudent logistics and better timing, Biden might have brought a cushion, it might have brought a cushion of the time between the U.S. withdrawal and the Taliban takeover. That would have resulted in better PR for Biden. But the fundamental problem with the decision to withdraw the U.S. troops without leaving a residual force behind, not the harmful way he did. Jake Tapper grills Secretary of State Blinken on Afghanistan. How did President Biden get this so wrong? That motherfucker can't get most things right. I'm not surprised. And the writer was really on the wall for this shit like a month ago. But I wasn't really that tuned into it. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know I've done some stuff on the uh, on the increasing tensions between Jewish Americans that ties back to the whole Israel versus Palestine situation because you had a bunch of people attack. You had a bunch of pro-Palestinians in America attacking Jewish Americans and rioting at synagogues and shit. By the way. A little, a little how much of a good guy I am. I called a bunch of synagogues in the air. I was like, hey, I know you guys are getting harassed. You guys want some extra security? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a chubster myself, but, you know, you throw in some years of Ishin Rue into that bitch and just a bunch of bar fights experience. Not to mention being a white guy who's lived in Detroit and the east side of it, so I got you. A bunch of shit skins ain't gonna scare me away. Mm, hold on, let me wake it up. Here we go. <laughs> It could have been even worse. Biden originally had this insane idea of linking the Afghanistan withdrawal to September 11th. Yeah, no shit. And that may be why he couldn't wait for the fighting season to end before giving in. In his mind, he somehow thought that ending a 20-year war on this particular date would be a romantic and symbolic gesture. And it would... For the Taliban. In this pathetic departure with American arms, again ending up in ending up with our enemies as they did in Iraq, Biden is reinforcing the notion that our enemies can simply outlast us. 
Likewise, he is demonstrating that putting your neck, uh, putting your neck on the line for this nation is a fool's errand. These decisions will make any future military interventions that more difficult. Yeah, uh, when people are like, all right, Mr. Ancap, how are you going to defeat the U.S. military if they come knocking on your door? Well, it seems like a bunch of second world and third world nations' armies have a pretty good job of whooping our asses. Ask just the fucking jungle ferrets all over Vietnam back in the day. Ask the Viet Congs how that worked out. They had AKs and booby traps, and they whooped our ass. Look at Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. They whooped our asses and committed the most egregious act of terrorism on American soil ever. So, you know, these countries have a pretty good way of whooping our ass just by sticks and stones methodology. That's how. Ah. Here we go. Biden is reinforcing the notion that our enemies can simply outlast us. He is demonstrating that putting your neck on the line for this nation is a fool's errand. These decisions will make any future military invasion or interventions that much more difficult. This naivety is on full display with the AMAC threats. With the Amenic threats the U.S. is now issuing. Their behavior could lead to an international isolation. Exclusions, uh, our embassies warn, show a lack of human rights. It's not a perfect analogy. But I'm reminded of Die Hard. Really, Yahoo? We're doing this shit? I'm reminded of Die Hard when John McClane tries to use a police radio to report a terrorist attack and the threat with an FCC violation fine. Wait, what? Police radio report a terrorist attack and is threatened with an FCC violation. Quote, fine, report me. Come the fuck down here and arrest me. The Taliban are pillaging. Okay, I mean, I get it. I get the comparison, I guess. Executing and pr- and pressing 15-year-old girls into service as Taliban brides while we are threatened to go. While we are threatened, threatening to what? Ruin their reputation in the international community? In short, it's a shit show. Woo, Yahoo, the language. If you had told me 10 years ago that Biden would be elected president to clean up after Trump, what is he cleaning up after? I would have worried about precisely this kind of mess. Trump was so chaotic and dangerous that Biden, who aside from his track record of bad foreign policy calls, had been hand had been handsly ga- had been a handsy gaff machine, looked like an Abe Lincoln by comparison. What are you talking about? Yahoo, are you fucking retarded? And again, we're at the end of this article, and you have given no examples of where Trump fucked up in this at all, other than just saying, well, Biden is fucking up, but Trump fucked up too? Seriously, you goofy fuck. You should have given me at least one example. You couldn't even say that he served bad sushi in the embassy, got fucking diarrhea. Which actually happened, by the way. 
just just so you know that actually happened he had a middle eastern emissary to the white house and they had sushi and i guess the sushi was out in the sun or some shit like it got warm it got kind of bad and then uh the emissary ate it and got like food poisoning pretty bad and like the shits for a month and also what Trump brought home the most troops in U.S. history with the least escalation of conflict. Yahoo. You were just trying to give Biden some cover by saying, but the other guy, when there is nothing but the other guy. There is no bad comparison you can make to Trump. And if there was, you would have given examples of where Trump fucked up. You would have. But you didn't. The only thing in here you kind of insinuated was the obvious where it's like, well, Trump made the deal with a group of people that doesn't necessarily hold up their end of the bargain. And that's it. You gave no other examples. But you did manage to talk about how Trump was going to have all of our troops out earlier than Biden did. You brought up that Biden romantically wanted everybody to have their withdrawal on the anniversary of 9-11. And the whole time saying, and he cleaned up after the other guy. What did he clean up? Trump took Jordan Peterson's advice, cleaned his room, and then the house, and then Biden walked in and smashed it. And you're like, but it was already smashed. But we have receipts that prove, no, the house was cleaned up. You lying fags. <clears throat> And again, with this Abe Lincoln comparison you got thrown in here, remember when uh, Biden was on the campaign trail and he said, you called yourself Abraham Lincoln, and Trump's like, no, I didn't. You guys compared me to Abraham Lincoln. I never once said anything about being like Abraham Lincoln. Same thing here, you fucking fruitcakes. And you even admit that Biden is a handsy gaff machine. Whatever. Today, however, we are witnessing a one-two punch of the Trump-Biden era line cunts the scene unfolding in afghanistan is exactly what you might expect from a policy that both men endorsed oh listen you absolute fucking clowns you guys were just mad that trump actually got in there with peace deals and was bringing people home and ending the forever war or the 20-year war which is really like more like a 40 and some change year war because every time we went to leave the middle east air quotes Something went sideways. And we were like, oh, no, we gotta stay here. Derpa, derpa, der. And then you get the guy in there who's like, we're gonna negotiate deals, get our people out of there, and if they fucking break the deals, I'll make sure that there are some consequences for the breaking of the deals. That doesn't involve more military action. And that's it. And you guys just want to keep saying, yeah, well, Biden's really starting to fuck things up, but Trump fucked things up? Without giving any real example of where he fucked things up. Yahoo, you are half fake news. And with that clown world shit out of the fucking way, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have a feeling this story will keep unfolding. I'll keep issuing updates to it. My previous update was about the Texas Democrats and how the voting bill they fled away from ended up passing anyway. That being said, thank you for listening to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Madison, the only end cap this side of the divide, and I hope to see you on the other side of that divide.